Hey there, V2X Nation and friends. This is Hope Skibitsky, the Learning and Development Manager at V2X. And you're with us here on Converging on Leadership, the place where we use transparency, vulnerability, and lessons learned to develop ties with our leadership to help us better serve all of our internal and external customers. Hey, podcasters. Can you picture yourself with a challenging, rewarding career as a commercial and defense contractor? Maybe you're already working for V2X and would like to expand your horizons with a new opportunity, or you're interested in getting started with us. V2X is here for you. We have a wide array of job openings, some for those who want to support the United States military warfighters, and for those of you who are interested in the ultra-secure world for one of our country's three-letter agencies. We pride ourselves in developing our employees for future opportunities. Did we mention we have locations and positions all across the globe? If you are interested in a rewarding profession that pays well with competitive benefits, check out our website at gov2x.com careers. Welcome back, V2X Nation and friends. And we are on again with our new CHRO, Joanne Bjornson. And we're going to talk today about engagement. So Joanne, welcome back. Thank you. We're glad to have you. Glad to be here. So we're going to talk a little bit, tying into the last topic that we covered, which was the leadership transition style. Um, We're going to get into engagement, and I'm curious your take on active, visible leadership and how that ties into or does it tie into leadership transition style? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, engagement is, is just one of those terms, right? It's one of those terms that I think we always kind of grasp on what does that exactly mean? Kind of like when we talk about culture, how can you palpably and uh, visibly see it or or describe it? Well, engagement is definitely one of those terms. Um, But for me, if I were to distill it down just simplistically, engagement at the core of it really is about two-way exchange. Um, It's the dialogue that's happened. um, And dialogue, you know, can come in many different forms, right? Written, verbal, what have you, between our leaders and the workforce, right, that are actually performing the work. Now, for any leader in transition, you know, going back to some of the previous topics we talked about, or just any sort of change, right, engagement is not only uh, for purposes of exciting the workforce about the direction you may be taking, but actually, you know, flip opposite is informing the direction that you may be taking. Engaging uh, with employees, again, provides that two-way platform to say, hey, am I getting things right, right? It may be just from the employee's perspective or what maybe they're seeing from a client perspective, that engagement and pulling your workforce into the fold of your everyday is essentially, you know, just a critical element for any leader. Oh, my gosh. And so you touch on this magical thing known as communication, right? And so not just the face-to-face understand that you've got to talk to your folks, but sometimes even bad news can can help people prepare for something that's coming as long as it's not a surprise, right? Right. Oh, I think that's brilliant that you mentioned that. So let's talk a little bit about engagement in regard to presence. So I served almost 30 years in the military, and so we used to talk about how presence matters. Sometimes people will behave just because they know you're standing there, um, but other times they want to know you're there. How do you think presence and engagement sort of go hand in hand or do they to you? Yeah, and by the way, thank you for your service for all those years. And and to all those in the V2X nation, we have a great uh, military uh, uh, population, former military. Um, You know, when it comes to presence, you're, you're absolutely right, right? I think everybody, when you hear the word presence, and this is also a timely topic, right, when we're talking about post pandemic, 
remote work, return to office, a lot of the, the controversy around that. Um, really, it is presence is, is, is probably a little bit more ethereal than people are, are mm-hmm. making it out to be. They think it's okay just being present in the office and seeing, but it's the feeling of the presence, really, that kind of matters, right? And we, let's be real. Our workforce is distributed. They're in many different places, remote, austere. I just got back from um, a trip to the Middle East where I got to nice. see the wonderful work that we do on ground. And some of those those employees, you know, their leader may be there, they may be in another location, right? But there's still possibility for presence even without physical presence. It's kind of what you were talking about, right? Are they hearing from their leaders in whatever way, shape, or form? Do they feel like they have an avenue to talk to their leaders in whatever way, shape, or form, right? Just making sure that where we don't have physical presence, are you filling in in some way, shape, or form some sort of presence? And you're right, communication, right? And when we talk about communication, I think, and I say this is the broader we, not a V2X we. Sure. We as um, as a, uh, as human beings think that communication is a lot of times, okay, well, if I just send an email or I send out an announcement, that's communication. But we all know it's more than that, right? right? It's that two-way communication. It's a platform. When an employee, by the way, we just took our engagement survey, right? And, and employees, uh, you know, we have a question about communication, and if you, you may read the score, but if you read the comments, you'll find communication isn't just what we would normally immediately run to, which is, okay, we need to send Words. out more yep. communication by email. Reading through the comments, it may be very simplistically, I haven't had a conversation with my leader, right? That's communication. I don't know what's going on, just simplistically, right? I, I just need updates on, you know, what's going on on our program, Communication can be as simple as that, right? Just status updates or what have you. So long-winded answer, right? This is sure. another form of engagement of how do you communicate? What does you know presence really look like? And again, it's not always, you know, physical in-person presence. Oh, I love that you say that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna give props to Randy, my boss, because when me, Randy, and Brooke, my subordinate, would get on a call. We would often find that that Brooke and I would start this conversation about, you know, what had happened that weekend or what's going on in the family, and Randy would join in, and then we're like seven or eight minutes into our, our meeting, and I'm like, oh, so sorry, we've eaten this up, and Randy's like, no, it's good, and I'm thinking, it is really good, because we all work in a disaggregated environment. It gives us an opportunity to connect from afar, so, and I love that you talk about engagement isn't just the leader to the subordinate, that it's the teammate to the teammate, right? How would you encourage teams to stay engaged in that dislocated environment? Yeah, no, you you actually, you gave a great example, right? We have to be, when we are not physically present together, we absolutely have to be intentional yes. about how do we make those connections. And so, yeah, that five-minute pause at the beginning of a virtual meeting to ask, you know, how, how was your weekend? That's a connection that you're making, right? That you're replacing the physical presence. That's really critical. I mean, you can see there's all kinds of research around if you have that personal connection with your teammates, with your leaders, uh, it actually statistically shows that it engages employees better and they have a better retention and better productivity around it, right? Sure. So you spend your day virtually or physically with you know, your colleagues and your peers, maybe sometimes more than your family, and creating those connections are absolutely really critical. So there are leaders that are both new and experienced that say things like, well, I don't really want to get into all that personal stuff with my subordinates because it's about work. Like, what's your thought on that that mindset? Yeah, well, I, um, it's interesting because I think um, 
the past three years have really shifted that paradigm. I think, you know, those of us that have been in the work world, that absolutely was always, you know, kind of the go forward culture. It was, you know, okay, you got to separate, you know, there's worries about legalities of what I say and what I do. Um, the past three years has been such an emotional toll on people that um, just inherently, I think just at, again, a very macro level, the go forward way that we handle um, uh, dialogue in the workplace has shifted. Right. Um, we had to uh, understand what people were going through on a personal level when everybody was shuttered down. Right. And now, granted, V2X, we still had people on the ground. And by the way, thank you. But for those of us that um, you know, were forced into a situation where schools were shut down and we were now navigating, you know, all kind of caretaker responsibilities and so forth. It forced that dialogue in the workplace to understand everything that employees were dealing with. And I, I think that's going to be enduring, right? I think it's going to be forever enduring after the pandemic. And I don't think necessarily that's a bad thing. I like it. Because if you think about the wellness of your, your workforce, right, from a productivity perspective, even if you were to distill it down from a business perspective, understanding what your employees are navigating within reason, right? We still have to stay, you know, um, appropriate in that dialogue. But understanding that context, you know, helps our employees be able to focus when they're in the workforce because their leader's understanding of what they're doing, um, you know, holistically in their life or what they're dealing with. So, um, again, this is a leader's challenge of finding the right balance of what that's appropriate. But absolutely the pendulum, I think, is shifting on recognizing that understanding the whole person and what they're dealing with is an actual business imperative if you're going to get full productivity out of your workforce. I like that. It, it gets back to that emotional quotient or the emotional intelligence piece of it where a leader is able to like read the room. How do you know when your people are going through something if you don't know enough about them to recognize the difference? So I think that's brilliant. Let's talk about engagement in a broader perspective where you have leaders that feel like they always have to be on and engaged because time differences where their folks work, for example. But there's got to be some work-life harmony. How do you help those leaders understand that engagement with their out-of-work responsibilities are equally as important if they're going to maintain their own mental health? Oh, no, absolutely. That's a, that's a great point. And I think, you know, again, that's a challenge of any, you know, leader, um, particularly as you send up the chain. And it really does start with, okay, you, your responsibility as a leader is to set the stage for the rest of your team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I'm like everybody. I could be doing email 24-7 all day long if I left myself to it. Um, you know, I, I would end up probably in divorce and my daughter would not be happy, but, um, but it's possible, right? Sure. But I also recognize I don't want to operate that way and I don't want my team to operate that way either. So I think it's, now that's, I say all this within reason, we are in a business, right, where there's 24-7, we are around the globe, the sun never sets on V2X, right? Um, And we are in environments where, you know, critical things will happen for some of us in the middle of the night. That's the reality of it, right? And that's within reason. But again, uh, you know, there's a situation and time for those types of things, but on balance, it's up to us as leaders to set that stage. I even said, you know, coming in the door, I recognize that my team, as I was, they're burnt out, right? I, I could see it. They've been working really hard. We had an integration. We have global operations. A lot of stuff is happening. And the first and foremost I, I ask is, I, I bet you your team is already burnt out too. You have to start shifting the tide of, okay, we only have so much bandwidth. We have to prioritize. And we have to think about those little micro behaviors. Before you hit that send button at 2 a.m., because you probably are catching up on emails because you were doing so many things during the day, recognize the signal it's sending to your team. 
You know, you need to set the stage for, I don't expect you to answer if I send an email at 2 a.m. And then, by the way, leader, there's a beautiful feature in our Outlook that says schedule send. Don't send until it becomes working hours for wherever that person is and it has the intelligence to do so, not to send that email until that person is actually awake because you want to set the tone again as a leader of what, what is acceptable or not. Um, so I think it's inherent of all of us to actually be, again, use the word intentional, intentional about thinking about those things. Is this critical and urgent right now, or is it something that I can let them wait um, to the next day? But it's, it, you know, this also, too, is a pulse check of, you know, okay, what is the workload as a leader? It's our responsibility from a resourcing perspective, right, to help balance out. Um, because if you are, you know, loading up your employees, at some point there is a breaking point, and you, right. don't, want the, you don't want the machines to stop. So, you know, it's our, our responsibility as leaders to, to sit there and help where our subordinate leaders can't to say, okay, what do we need to resource differently? What can be put on the back burner? What maybe do we stop, which we rarely ever get That's to, right. but what can get deprioritized right now so we can focus on the right things? And you're right. It's a leveling scale. Like maybe you work longer today so that you can take a little extra time putting the phone down tomorrow. Like it, there's, it's, it's more of a, a harmony really than, because yeah. to your point, like is balance a real thing when there's only 16 waking hours in a day and there are things you absolutely have to get done? So maybe you be more intentional with, I'm going to schedule myself time to make sure that I'm unplugged, yeah, right? And by the way, you know, our employees have home lives too. They're That's taking right. care of things. Hey, I am a, yes, I'm an executive of V2X. I am a working mom. That's right. Right, I have a daughter that I, I I have uh, I carve out the time to make sure that I make her performances and her sports events. Right, and make sure that if I can't, the dad is there too. You know, he, we're dual career um, uh, family, um, and because I know at the end of the day, that's what's going to be remembered by my child. That she sees it too of her working parents when she becomes, uh, you know, one of the workforce too. That she right. sets that tone to say, hey, it is possible to work very hard, to work on very hard things. Um, and be very committed in your job, but also to be committed to your family too, mm-hmm. right, and all those around you. Well, and critical to future leaders, because if a leader sees you on all the time and exhausted and worn out and without your family because they've checked out, they don't they don't want your job, right? right? They don't want to fleet up into positions like you, so how do we build our bench? Well, you build your bench by being intentional with it. That's right. Oh, I love it. So what other parts about engagement would you like to share with us before we roll out of here today? Yeah, and I just say, you know, um, I'm very excited that we just got our first uh, engagement survey results, which will be coming. I don't know when the podcast will be coming out, but it may be out by that time. Um, It is our first baseline as V2X. I will tell you that I was, you know, um, Pleasantly surprised, not to say that I was expecting that, but um, clearly a very engaged workforce at V2X. Engagement is not only what we do internally, it's how we engage with our clients and customers. Again, I just came back from a Middle East tour of our workforce and had the opportunity to sit there with our CEO who talked to clients and just was thrilled to hear of how engagement is showing even on the external basis, right, with our clients and customers. It's clearly a differentiator for V2X, um, and it starts with how we're treating our employees and making them feel engaged so that they then can also be engaged with our our clients and servicing them uh, so uh, well that they're doing today. That's awesome. I'm excited for what you bring to the company. I'm excited to learn from you and to see what it is that you're going to have us do going forward. So again, welcome to the team. And um, V2X Nation, we're really glad you joined us. And I ask you to join us again when we have Ed West on and we start to talk with him about process improvement. So we'll see you next time. Please subscribe to Converging on Leadership on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Find us on LinkedIn 
at linkedin.com slash company slash V2X dash Inc. And please let us know what you think of our show and what future topics you'd like us to cover. Converging on Leadership is produced by K-Global and brought to you by V2X. V2X transforms operations and sustainment for government and commercial clients worldwide through operational support services, training, and converged environments that integrate physical and digital infrastructures. Learn more at gov2x.com. And until next week, I'm Hope Skibitsky, and thanks for listening.